Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Texas 1A fan out here in the grand state of Texas where we cover everything 1A from coast to coast. We're just like that. We're the host with the most, just like butter and toast. Coming at you live, I've got Bobby Brown out there on the other end, way out in Lubbock, Texas, letting us know what's going on and how we're going to do this thing. How you doing out there, Bobby? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing, boo-boo? Oh, I have had better days. We're having all kinds of technical issues over here on this end, but I think we're finally getting it going. Yeah, I know what, what you mean about technical issues. Sometimes that just happens. And it always happens at just the right time. Oh, yeah. Special sports fan guest, uh, sports, uh, I guess you would call them the author of sports, right? I mean, maybe the type of person who paints a picture, brings it to the newspaper every morning. Remember when you were a kid and dad would be sitting at the uh, kitchen table and he's got the newspaper open, had all the big block scores and everything, and everybody was out there just kind of keeping up back when sports stories were sports stories. Well, this is the guy that would bring that into your living room, bring that in your kitchen, into your home. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He covers the he covers lots of sports, mostly in the panhandle, and uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of what's going on up there in the Amarillo area. And um, I know that I always have a really good time talking to him when I see him in a game. And so we thought we'd have him on and talk a little football, talk a little maybe volleyball, and probably talk about the restrictions and things that are be, going to be placed because of COVID-19. I'll tell you what, we've been talking about restrictions for like the last, what, four or five weeks now. And, you know, back to where we didn't know if we were going to have a season to when we found out we were going to have a season to when we heard New Mexico wasn't going to have a season. And, you know, all those fear things and everyone was scared and I myself was scared and shaking in my bed at night. I'm like, come on. I oh, just want to wait a minute. Football. Let's back up. Let me let me clarify something. Were you yeah. shaking in your bed because of COVID nineteen, or because you didn't know if we were going to have a football season? Well, because of football season. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd clarify that point right there. And uh, you know, we we got to talk to a lot of good people, and you know, our UIO here in Texas, and and the many great grand intelligent people out there doing things. Uh, they made some really good decisions. Uh, they followed some of the orders of the governor. It looks like we're going to pull this thing off. Everybody's going to band together, do what's right. And, hey, if you're in that environment and they ask you to wear your mask, whether whether you feel good about it or not, wear your mask. I hate the things. But when they ask me to wear it, I put my mask on. I'm a good boy, and I wear my mask. Yes, yes. I think that that's going to be pretty much part of the course when we talk about the football part of it. No, have you seen a lot of these schools? I traveled with Rankin the other day to go watch a game, and um, our masks came in. So we've got these maroon and white masks with a little red devil on the edge. And we went to Big Lake. Big Lake has blue and yellow masks with a little owl, have owl in front. So I think the new fashion statement for the year is going to be sports teams. You know, back this is going to be cool. Check this out. I want you to think back to, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, when the kids would go to college and they'd come back with a little straw hat. You watch these black and white movies on TMC. They've always got a scarf around them with the full colors. And that was huge. We were talking a couple years ago, and I thought, wouldn't it be neat if the big scarves and all that came back? Well, it didn't. But look what did show up, a mask. When you go to different games, different venues, and you're going to get to see what all the schools and, and everybody comes up with, and it's going to be the new fashion statement of the 2020. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly wanted, 
but you're right. Yeah, I th I'm, I'm sure as a photographer, I'll be taking pictures of the different school face masks because you're right. Everybody's ordering them. I, I stalk, you know, school Facebook pages to make sure that I'm seeing everything that needs to, I need to see and report. And lots of uh, posts about, hey, we have white deer face masks now, or we have Abbott face masks, buy one, you know, and people are getting them. I've got one for you here. Winners. You know, winners... Texas, their mascot's been kind of iffy over the years. Like, what is a winner's? You know, the blizzard. Like, how do you culminate it looks a like a tornado. It looks like a white tornado is what it looks like. Yeah. Is the blizzard a tornado? Like, in the real The blizzard life? is not a tornado. No. But it looks that way on, you know, their mascot. It looks like a tornado. But seriously, think about it. What would you use as a mascot if you were the blizzards? If I was the blizzards, I think I'd use a snowflake. That's not but real. That's today, not very tough. Yeah, they're going to be like, snowflake? What you talking yeah. about? Snow <laughs> well, that has a whole different meaning now. So Maybe a snowman, like, holding a baseball bat or, you know, like a, like some kind of big abominable snow. an abominable snowman. You hey. can have an abominable snowman, like the one from Bugs Bunny, standing up there, like, giving them the rawr. Yeah, you, you may be on to something. I think you need to go just go on and call winners and, and tell them that they need to change to the abominable snowman. All right, this is a little bear from Rankin. Let me, let me tell you what you're doing wrong with your mascot out there in winners. Tonight we have on Kale Steed. Anyone in the northern half of the state of Texas will know who, who Kale is. We're so happy to have him on. And... Without further ado, we're going to get right to it. Hey, Bobby. Hey. How hey, you doing, Kale? I'm good. How about you guys on this uh, fine day? Yes, at we're least it's not 110. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a balmy 93 today, I think, here in Amarillo. So, yeah, it's not bad at all. So, Kale, Bobby's telling me that you've covered sports for quite a few years and you worked for a few different places. Uh, Right out of the gate, uh, just as a his, kind of a historian out there and the storytellers of, of our generation, you know, there are our sports stories. I remember when I was a kid, we used to get the Midland and the Odessa American delivered only during football season. Both newspapers would come to the house. We'd run out there in the morning before school. We'd get them. And the best day was Saturday morning. We'd get the paper, and we would sit there like two Labradors looking at the kitchen table, just looking, 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 looking. And then my dad would finally come in there. He'd get his eggs, he'd get, you know, he'd eat, and he'd start reading the paper. When he put down one of the sports pages, then we're able to, like, get it and go for it and start going through all the little box scores. One thing I've noticed as of late, and I don't know how it is up there in the north, but the, the big three pages of box scores with, like, you know, two, three paragraphs on each team, that's, that's kind of gone by the wayside. There's a lot of internet. I know, I know there's a lot of quick ways to get your story, but, man, nothing beats that printed word coming in on the newspaper. I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, same as you in Amarillo. I grew up in Canadian, Texas, and you'd wake up early and you know, on Saturday morning, first thing you want to do, read box scores, read the write-ups, roundups of, of every team from 6A to 1A, you know, and who did what, and then the stats. You know, every kid likes to see their name. Yes. The stats are important as can be. Um, I think today these corporations have bought in these papers and have just gutted them, sadly. And like you said, that everybody wants their news now. And and they've and they don't want to wait uh, to tomorrow, so it's all it's all online. And, and I had to I had to adjust the same way. 
I worked in TV for a long time, and now I've worked. In, I worked for news, uh, Emerald Globe News, for six years, and kind of just was a sinking ship. So I thought, hey, why not go start my own website, PressPassports.com? Boo boo! I do do exactly what you're talking about: roundups, stat game game boxes, but it's just online. I missed that though. I kind of just want to sometimes print it together and staple it. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, uh, I'm a big fan. You know, I'm 40 years old, so I, I grew up in that generation of having the paper in your hand every day. Yeah, because as you get older as a kid, um, I started collecting newspaper clippings of anything that said Rankin. Uh, let's say 11, 12 years old. You know, it starts out on your little, you know, your little board, and then it kind of grows and grows and grows. And after a while, you're taking a few things down, but you don't, you find yourself not throwing them away. You're kind of putting them where, where you can get to them. But then, like, if you were to go to my mother's house right now, there's photo albums full of newspaper clippings, write-ups. You know, there were, there were three brothers and one sister, and, um, I mean, we were fairly accomplished in what we did. And just those clippings alone, it's fun to go back. You know, even now, look at the yellow, kind of the yellow setting that that newspaper's in now, kind of read them over, look at that. They, man, that, that that's kind of cool. Even, even hear a name. Like, the other day I was listening, there's a kid from Hart, and I might get this wrong, I think his name was Eddie Chavers. And he yeah. was a running back in 94, uh, 93, 94. I was wondering, like, man, that was a big sophomore. I wonder what happened to him. He's a good kid, you know. And, and I started thinking about that. And you just see it's a different game whenever you're able to read it in that paper. And I, I'm almost sad that this generation, yeah, you can take a photo on your phone and hold that on there. But where are you going to really put that? It, it'll go on, on Facebook. It'll go on, you know, wherever you're going to put it. But it's not really there. You can't smell it. You can't hold it. You can't touch that. I agree, because when you walk down coaching, uh, when you go in a coach field house, what do they have freight? Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. And you go in there, and it's like the save for a ranking or save for whoever, whatever team it is, say they want a state title that year, and they have, you know, the headline champions. And it's like whoever wrote the story. And that's proud for guys like us, that our, our name is in their hallway, uh, being a part of that. And they – they put it everywhere, and that, that's uh, that's something that is kind of missed in this day and age, especially with deadlines. I mean, because they're deadline, they don't they don't have a fighting chance when a deadline's five or six o'clock. I mean, who wants to read a, a press box uh, or a, sorry, a score box at, on a Sunday that happened Friday? You know, right. Just, right. I think that if one newspaper branched out there and was brave enough and courageous, courageous enough to do that, and kind of, and I know we're talking courage these days, we're talking money, but if they were able to do that. I think that that would be the paper that finds a lot of success and a lot of people would seek them out. I know a lot of the old, uh, a lot of the old royalty, a lot of the old guard out here would definitely be looking for that. I know the coaches would be looking for that. Oh, they, they would. I just, it's just, you know, you got to get a local, you need a local name to own that paper though. Cause these, <laughs> that corporate money, man, they don't, they don't, <laughs> well, they don't even know what's going in there. They, you can call them the Amarillo, the Emerald High Tesco, the Emerald High Rebels, instead of the Emerald High Sandys, we wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, oh, the wow. corporate, wouldn't care. I mean, that's just the simple truth. Uh, so I agree, though. You need a local, you need a local funding to be able to do that. One thing you've seen some amazing things, I'm sure, in your life. You know, on, on the sidelines or in gymnasium, <laughs> backfields, things like that. Myself, I'm that emotional. I'm I'm uh, I'm 44 years old. Five foot ten, two sixty five, and I will cry like a big huggy bear when I see something amazing happen out there. And you know, there were there were people that would write reporters that could bring that tear out, that could draw that out that from you. 
you know, as a kid, you would seek that. A lot of the ways I write now, a lot of the things I do now are, are based on a lot of things I read in the Odessa American, the, Mid the Midland Reporter Telegram, the San Angelo Standard Times growing up as a kid, because that, that was my influence. What, what's something that, I mean, just kind of pops out at you in your time and in your life that was just an amazing ball game? I mean, it could be baseball, football, it could be anything, but does anything just stand out apart from, from anything else? Yeah, there's a, oh man, a countless, countless moments, obviously. And you, when you put somebody on the spot, man, it's hard to answer that question and remember. But I'm at, one of the games I covered in, in, in 2008, and in 2007, I'm sorry, was Tech at Oklahoma on a Saturday night, you know, in, in, in Jones. Place was rock. This isn't a high school moment, it's a college moment. And I remember Michael Crabtree catching a pass across the middle. And he breaks loose, gets, gets away from the defenders, and he rolls up on my ankles for the touchdown. I mean, right on my ankles. Almost took me out, and I, I didn't care. I, I was loving it. You know, and then my phone's blowing up because you're on ABC the whole night because you're on the replay. You know, uh, cool moment because then Tech beats Oklahoma, knocks some kind of out of the, out of the uh, you know, contenders, you know, national contender, contender spot at that time, ended up going to the Gator Bowl. Just, that was a cool moment because then they swarmed the uh, – they, what did they rush the field after the game was over? Uh, high school-wise, when you get to go to Arlington, experience Jerry World, or you get to see a, a kid with, uh, you know, an, an, an issue. Uh, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to put it out there, but just a kid with some kind of problem and they run an untimed down for him at the end of the game. I always think those are fantastic moments in sports. And one that aren't talked about enough because that kid's living everything. He's living just like that, that quarterback he's been watching for four years, right? And he feels like that kid for about one play and it makes his day, you know, so. I love you know, those I moments. I've seen a lot of them here lately in, in the smaller schools, 1A. They have some some challenged uh, players. They've been doing that a lot here lately, and I just absolutely love those videos. It just makes they me are. so happy. Well, we had a kid at Bushland a couple of years ago. He <laughs> A kid from Dalhart dove at him, and I thought he was going to run out of bounds, and I was like, don't. don't <laughs> Stay in. Stay. I was going to push him in. Score. <laughs> Help him out, Cal. Push him back in, in on the field. Yeah, exactly. It'll score. But it's cool. But uh, Bobby and I, actually, Boo-Boo, uh, I don't know if you – were you at State a couple of years? Do you go to State regularly, Boo-Boo? I, I went – this year uh, we went to the, the games and I watched the first three, uh, one, 1A, 2A, and 3A. Yeah. Uh, I don't as often as I'd like to go. I think from now on I'll probably be there every single year, though. Well, Bobby and I experienced one two years ago when McLean made their first haul with that team that was really loaded uh, oh. with, with Chisholm Henderson, Ben Crockett, uh, who, was the, who was the kid I'm missing, uh, big kid, uh, Cater Tate. Uh, yeah, there were five of them. They were, they were all horses. Yeah. And the game was unreal. It went three hours. It was 170. But we saw Ben Crockett kind of come into form that night with 13 touchdowns. And he just – any time he touched <laughs> Ball, they just couldn't stop him. And I was sitting there going, this is one of the most incredible performances you'll ever see at any level of high school football. And, and he made a name for himself on the net, on the, on like, not just in our area. I think Dave Campbell's guys, uh, the Austin media, the, the Dallas media goes, dude, who is this guy? You know, because he was just, it was just such a special moment. It really was. Yeah. And Milford that night, right? Milford had a pretty good running back themselves, and they were putting it back out McLean. Oh, yeah. That was a battle of a six-man football game. I mean, they they that was true. They were going back and forth. They were getting their hit hard. 
And McLean, you know, these last two years in Ben Crockett have had one of the most special athletes that you'll see. And, and I know that every now and then people say you get a century athlete every now and then. Well, I think McLean got their century athlete. And uh, it might be quite some time before they ever see another Ben Crockett. <laughs> I think it's going to be a while before any of us sees a Ben Crockett. They may get close, but, I mean, he was such a well-rounded kid, not only just a superb athlete, but really a good kid. I agree. I think the, I think the next Ben Crockett you see is when his kid gets 18 years old, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> a phenomenal little program there. And, you know, you were talking about Lubbock. Well, I think everybody's got their little Lubbock story. Uh, I, I don't know who Lubbock was playing that night. I was working – I was a younger man. I had just gotten out of the Army, and I was working at Discount Tower on Avenue Q. And that's kind of a rough neighborhood out there in Lubbock. I remember the, the, the game was going on that night. There was a little bit of traffic. Things are a little bit different on game nights out there in Lubbock. The, the sun had gone down. It, it was a little dark. All the night lights, you know, the, the street lights, everything are on. And uh, we had the game on the radio back there. We were listening to it, and it was getting about 6 o'clock. We were getting ready to shut the whole place down. All of a sudden, cars just go by honking. People are screaming, yelling. They're, they're getting out on the street. Then there's a line of cars just kind of going in a snake, you know, down the highway. They're honking. Some of the younger guys from Discount Tower were out there on the road. I mean, high-fiving people that we, we'd never met, never seen, never going to see again. I wasn't all the way in on Texas Tech uh, when I was living there in Lubbock. But after that night, I was like, all right, I'm in. Bang, bang, double guns, Lubbock, Texas. I mean, I was all in. You'd have to be heartless not to buy in on a, on a city and a program on a night like that. That really was one of those beautiful sports nights out there in Lubbock, Texas. Kale, tell us a little bit about Press Pass Sports and what you do. Yeah, you know, I created this. It's a little over a year old. August 8th was by one year, our one-year anniversary. Like I said, I left the Emerald Globe News that, that, that April before, and I, I didn't want to quit sports. I, I, I love sports is my passion. Covering sports is my passion, so – I thought, well, I knew these coaches well enough that I figured maybe I can just get something off the ground with the website. And, I, I, you know, I, so I kind of took the formula of what I did in TV and print. So I do, you know, uh, so I still write. I do a lot of feature stories, do a lot of game stories. Also do a lot of videos uh, from my time in TV. I, so just it's just basically covering local sports in the area. I mean, football, high school football, college, local college, uh, high school, anything local pros that are that have made it big and you know still come back and support the community it's a lot of storytelling and a lot of get to know and in-depth stuff I have a weekly podcast like you guys do i every monday press pass uh, podcast with craig sperry who does happy sports network we, we do a show every monday just storytelling being in depth letting you know who the athletes are it, it's just a lot of fun I'm, I'm really enjoying it building my sponsorships i'm not an advertiser i don't know how to go out and sell that's my weakest <laughs> it, it's it's been a lot of fun a lot of fun i really enjoyed it okay so no, you're up there there's a few 1a schools up there in your area have you talked to many of the coaches this year and what's have you had the finger on the pulse what's happening in the panhandle i think you know with mclean losing who they did you know the, the mac truck ben crockett uh 1a region one is division one is wide open I think that leaves the door for a white deer to, to jump in and, and make a deep run. I talked to Justin Rucker just the other day, the head coach. Great guy, by the way, but a fan of him for a while. You you and I were talking about this before we went on the show. Hunter Warminski, their running uh, back. 
Becker? Definitely. Put on, put on like 30 pounds since March? Yes. Or 20 pounds? 40. 40, 40 pounds. pounds of muscle. And he looks, and he's extremely fast. Oh, yeah, we knew that. We knew that. Extremely fast. But now he's big and fast. So I'm kind of excited. I, I, I'm ready to go see white, the White Deer Bucks play this year. Yeah, you, like I would like to watch them too. I think they have a chance to be really good in, re, in Division One, Region One around here. I think they would they would maybe be our team happy. He's going to be much improved this year. Stetson Jameson's a good player. Uh, Stacy Perryman's done a good job of trying to rebuild that program to where Ty Keith had it. I don't mm-hmm. want to give Ty Keith too much credit though. He are, his head's already big enough. Oh so. well, you know he's down there in uh, Boo Boo's area of the of the state now. Yeah. He's coasting down there in Sterling City. Uh, he is. Uh, but, no, I mean, did you look at Division Two, Bobby, uh, Boo Boo? You look at Division Two, you see a groom. Uh, they don't have a lot of kids. They're done a lot of death, but they got one of the better players in our area up here in Gunner Lamb. Uh, that mm-hmm. kid last year ran for almost 1,000 yards, threw for over 1,000 yards. Wow. I think 59 combined touchdowns, just an athlete. Not a whole – like, I think just not a lot of depth. So, they'll have to be healthy. You look at uh, what will uh, Clint Lindman be like in Miami. I mean, we all we see what Lindman's what forty-one and three. Yes. In McLean, <laughs> now he's at Miami. How will he be? Uh, will Dorado, uh, a new team into the uh, Division Two with Ty James over there. Uh, they got some, there'll be some talent. They might be fight for a playoff spot behind Groom in two A Division uh, two, two one A Division two. So. Yeah, it's, it's not as deep as it normally is in the Panhandle, but still some very good teams and players to look out for. Definitely. What about, there's an amazing team that I'd like to – I got it written down. Um, Rand, Rankin. Rankin. Oh, out, please. Out, Let's out in Upton County, there's a, little, there's a little team called Rankin, the Rankin right Red. Are they, are they back? They are absolutely phenomenal. They brought they brought five starters back from last Ooh. year, offense and defense. They're only losing the quarterback, uh, Titan Quigg, that was on the field. Y'all were talking about big kids. Uh, we, we did a scout report on them. That a kid named Braxton Kirkland was a sophomore last year. Uh, finished the season out with a broken hand. You know, continuing to play. Beat the – you know, they beat soundly a, board, a good Borden County team, you know, going up uh, before they went off to face off with uh, McLean he's, themselves. He's that and tall, red-headed kid, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so he I just, just – yeah, we loved his hair. He, he, he took t- off his helmet and it just kind of – you let it free. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. This kid, Braxton Kirkland, tipped the scales at 207, and uh, he is at a 4.5 the last they clocked him on his speed, and he's only a junior. Wow. That's going to be pretty so impressive. He is coming up strong out here in ranking. They got a kid named Benjamin Rios. They say that he clocked in 4.4 three different times, so they officially wrote him down as a 4.4. And uh, he's not very tall. He's five foot eight, but uh, he has he turned into an amazing athlete. He he got all state as a receiver last year, and just came out of nowhere. Rankin had about four or five kids that came out of nowhere and just blew up. So, have you heard much about them up there in the north? Oh yeah, I hear about them. I mean, last year obviously wasn't it the semifinal game of McLean? That was such a classic. Yes, oh, that, was- that was the best game I watched all year. I was driving back. I went to cover Tascosa. I'm still biting. I'm still mad at myself, kicking myself on this one. I went and covered Tascosa in the quarterfinal and didn't got or hammered him. And then I'm listening to you guys on the way home, and it's just what a. I mean, 
back and forth, back and forth. And, and I've heard, I hear a ranking all the time. I know they they should be the what you would call the Region Two favorite, Bobby. Or Boo -Boo. Oh yeah, definitely. They yeah, I would say I would say there would be no doubt. Yeah, you hear about ranking up here quite a bit. There's no doubt. But you also mentioned Sterling City, so I, I know you got your hand on the pulse of that. Um, they've got ranking at number one. I think they've got Sterling at number four. But if I was doing my own poll, if I, if I was looking into it, I'm absolutely going to have Sterling City at either one or two. I, I had a chance to watch Sterling City play three times last year, and those guys can flat out play football. They're fast, they're strong, and they will hit you. Sterling City is as physical and as quick as a six-man team can get. Very impressive squad, and um, I'm thinking that uh, they they may be the ones that come out of this whole landscape of, of everybody battling for a state championship. These guys could be the ones that pull it off. Wow. So they're just kind of your sleeper pick? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they're much of a sleeper. If, if you watch a Sterling City game, you're going to watch a mean, hard-hitting group of red-headed boys, and those kids will lay you out. And they'll, they'll look at it. They're like, hey. I hit you. When you get up, I'm going to hit you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you good. know, I think they're just really overlooked more than anything. I think they've just been overlooked, and I think maybe they like it that way because they're going to jump up and just pop some people right in the mouth and make them but like it. <laughs> it's hard to be overlooked with their offensive coordinator's personality in Ty Keith, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. He demands the camera. He demands the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Coach Keith. He's awesome. You know, oh, he's he's, he's, a, he's from around my area. He's yeah, from that's right. Springs. I tell you, he had some teams that happy. Probably the best teams that never won a state championship. Just that boarding. He had to go through the gauntlet of Borden County in those years. And oh, those, that, those happy teams were loaded. He had. They, they were. I I remember the game. I guess it was the quarterfinals or something. Yeah, Level Land. In Level Land, and yep. my gosh, that game was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, I heard a rumor about Borden County. I don't know if this is true or not, but they say they've got this machine over there. And they take a little bit of the mountain. They take a little bit of the landscape. They take a little bit of the field. They take a little bit of the old tough leather from the old shoe cleats out there. And they create a six-foot-tall, 245-pound running back every single year. I mean, they've got to be doing something because it's the same kid coming back year after year after year in Borden County. That's amazing. It is. It's kind of like the Nazareth girls basketball team. It's bred into them, but, you know, Borden County has had the luxury of having the same coach for a long time. So they actually have the wheels running really well on that program because I think once you, you start in sixth grade, you know exactly what you're going to be doing the next six years. Exactly. And I think those kids, you know, it's kind of like a Canadian, those kids, are growing up in fourth, fifth grade, they either those seniors are heroes to them. And they don't want to let those seniors down when they're older. And, and it's just success breeds success. I know it's cliche, but it's such a true statement because these guys don't want to let each other down. And they're proud of where they're from. And they're proud of the wins. And they want to add to that. But you're right, Trey Ritchie, oh, my goodness. That dude's built a powerhouse out there. And that, how about that field turf? Oh, oh, it's, I, oh I know. I love the baby blue end zone, the powder blue end zone. <laughs> they, they do have great colors. They do. Okay. And the backdrop, I mean, you got the mountain right there as your backdrop. I mean, they, it couldn't be a more perfect place to play football. If you're looking for the definition of six-man football and you want to show its beauty and you want to show its tradition, 
I think you've got to go, you know, right there to Borden County. Maybe show up in Jayton, which I, I don't want to say because of Bobby there. But, you know, the, these kind of places, like, they, they really do have a picturesque landscape of a football field and a community. And if you're going to – like, if you were doing the opening credits of a movie and a scene, I mean, maybe Borden County, the, the sun peeking over that little hill right there, would, would be perfect as, as you open up the scene. Oh, I completely agree. Now, Bobby, Boo Boo, let me ask you a question because I know you guys are, uh, you know, insiders when it comes to 1A. I've been trying to multitask here with a few things. What happened with the Jaden Jaybird Classic? They decided to cancel it because of COVID-19 concerns and having all of those people in, although it's, it's nine separate games, you still have the, uh, people coming in to the next game and people leaving from the last game. And they just didn't feel that they wanted to risk um, that for the school and also the community. That's such a great six-man class. I mean, that thing is fantastic. It really I, is. I understand that, though. It's, and then you could talk about, well, they could spread it out more and do this, but it's an impossible task. It really point. is, especially when, you know, you just have three days. And it's during school, so it's not like you can have, you know, games all day Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday. I mean, you can all day Saturday, but not the other two days. So, But one good thing is most of those teams have found um, a reason to play each other anyway. White Deer is playing Strawn on that Friday in Guthrie. In Guthrie. Yeah, and then I saw Valley's at Aspermont. So they'll go ahead and play at Aspermont at 6 o'clock on that Friday. So Valley's going to Aspermont. Jayton and Ira are still going to play on Thursday night in Jayton. Okay. So let's see who else. Um, I'm waiting the, the, to hear on Newcastle and Meadow. The Motley County-Westbrook game. I'm, I'm really curious about that game. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Motley County's going to Westbrook on that Friday. So that's a, right. quite a haul for them. Well, what I wanted to know is, I mean, Westbrook is, is – Strong little community, great farms, you know, uh, hardy people right there. But, like, as of late, they're not known as, like, your, your top 10, top 15 top football team. And I was wondering, like, what, what would be the uh, reason for, for Westbrook to go in there and play a big, you know, top 10 team like Motley County in a classic like that? That's a very good question. I actually think that Westbrook has been rebuilding the last couple of years, and perhaps they're just getting over the edge right now. Right. So, and I'm, I'm I mean, saying, it might be a test for them. Right. And I'm not saying they don't deserve to be there, but what I'm saying is, is like, you know, if, you're, if I was putting this thing together, I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm going to go that route right there. I, how do they pick these games? Who, who puts that together? Is it Jayton or each of the schools, like, involved Josh, in Josh Stanland does, Coach Stanland from Jayton. He puts those together. And we definitely need to get him on here so he can talk about this at some point because, you know, lots of people have tried to do it. Heiko did it for years. Oh, years. Yeah, years. Jayton's done it. This would have been year 17. Garden City tried to do it. Gorman Happy, tried, to do it. tried to do it. McKamey, Texas, of all places, did it for four years, and they finally bowed out. So Happy Jayden, for a couple of years. Jayden's perfected it, uh, but, you know, nothing like a pandemic to, to shut that down. But that's okay because we're going to look forward to it next year, and so 2021 should be a pretty big blowout as far as the gridiron goes. If you had a DeLorean – and you flew into 2020, how long would you stay here? I, I wouldn't fly it here. 
<laughs> Have you seen that but meme? If you didn't know, if you oh. didn't know and you've, got, you've got in here and you're like, oh, I, there's no toilet paper. I got to wear a mask. <laughs> Hell no. I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go a different route on this, guys. I'm uh, going to dig in. I'm going to look around. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to ride this bad boy out to the, the year because – this is a year we're going to find out who we are. We're going to find out what we're made of. We're going to find out who's courageous. We're going to find out who's going to cave. We're going to find out the, the people, like, who are your leaders? Who's going to step forward? Who's going to step up? Who's going to step in? And when this thing's all said and done, we're going to look at people differently. We're going to look at teams differently. We're going to look at our neighbors differently. You know, we're going through COVID-19. We're going through a financial crises. We're going through these elections that they're, they're – where Hollywood has taken over the presidential elections. And it's like, you know, people just don't disagree anymore. Like, I can't say, Bobby, you know, I want to go for this guy. And Bobby's going to say, I want to vote for this guy. Well, that doesn't make us enemies. It just means we have something to talk about. You, she should go her way. I'll go my way. You go your way. And, you know, people are still friends. Have, people used to have discussions. So I think once we get all this out of the way, once we get the sports out of the way, once we get the politics out of the way, we're going to be better for it. So, I want to go through this war zone. I want to get onto this mountaintop, move forward, because this is what makes leaders, and this is what makes a country great again. And we're going to keep moving forward. I, I think this is going to be a phenomenal time in sports because we're already showing courage, and we're already – these kids are showing courage, and they're going to have a lot to talk about when they're gray-haired old men. That's no, true. Guys, the, COVID, the COVID class of 2020, man, they're going to have a ton to talk about. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, that's a great way to put it. I like your views. I, I love the viewpoint there because you're right. Nobody's willing to have a conversation anymore. Uh, it's just you're wrong. And I, yeah. I can't. I, I, it just bothers me. I mean, it's okay if you're wrong. I mean, if you think you're that. I just want to I just want to talk to you as a person. It's okay. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, it's fun to get people's views. It's fun to see, you know, wh why are you going to vote that way? What What makes you feel this way? I don't want to hear what you heard. I don't want to hear what the rumor was. I want you to tell me exactly why you feel the way you do. And I'm going to respect that. And that's your view. And, and that's what you know. So, okay, hey, I'm going to take those facts. And, like, it might even influence me in the future. We don't have to be enemies. We, the only place we need to be enemies is between those whistles out there in those football fields. After oh, that, shake oh. hands, high five. No, Bobby, because – you can be happy, you can be friendly, you can shake hands, but I tell you what, man, these boys and girls that are out there competing, they are competing. And don't look away, Bobby. I know when you were a young lady, you uh, weren't giving any I was orders. one of the worst. I'm the most competitive saying, person that yeah. you will ever meet. I will beat your right. butt at everything. <laughs> you didn't say, hey, babe, let me let you get by me real quick. Oh, you pull, no. Go ahead and get that two points. I'm going to get you on the next one. No, no that wasn't oh. happening. So, Bobby, you're not a blue ribbon competition player, I take it. Uh, not a, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If you if you were going to go through me, you're gonna, you were going to earn it, and you like were going to earn it the hard way. Well, put it this way: one thing that my seventh grade basketball coach told me that I never forgot, and it pretty much became my motto: <laughs> if you're going to foul them. Foul them hard. <laughs> Make them remember it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I did a lot of that. I remember my, my uh, junior high coach, he said, Armadares, you're fat and slow. If you're going to be fat and slow, at least hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that, that there aren't more people like you because um, you are – this. 
football games and the internet have now become the after action reviews. You know, back in the days when warriors were done, they sat around the campfire and they told their stories. They told of heroics. It was poems and songs and it, and it, it was what the next generation could do. And you, for so long painted that picture and it, it's a dying art that's going away because I remember just a few years ago, I went to Fort Stockton, Texas on 11 man field to watch two very small division two teams. It was Balmeray and Buena Vista and Buena Vista going to that game had no chance of winning that thing. And Balmeray is a big top 10 team. You got, you know, the impeccable Vance Jones, over there for, for Balmeray. This thing's over before the game starts. You've got the young, unknown Coach Benavides from Buena Vista, who was a student, though, of the game, watching Vance Jones so close to him out there. On-field temperature in the stands was about 22 degrees at one point. And oh, it, ah. it started to warm up as the game went on. Well, it got to about 33 degrees, and then it started raining. So you're, you're testing the metal of the fans. You're testing the metal of the kids, the coaches, everybody. I mean, even your reporters taking pictures on the sideline. At some point, they had to decide, hey, what's going to be enough? When am I going to go away? All the way down into the fourth quarter, I don't remember the score. I remember it was about a four-point difference. Buena Vista had an amazing athlete back in those days. His name was Ethan Evans. They're at the four-yard line. They got a first down. Buena Vista's on defense. I don't even feel the cold anymore. I've got a trash bag. I got a hefty trash bag over my jacket and a hefty trash bag on my head. None of these people from this town, Buena Vista, know who I am. They're like, who is this fat dude just, rah, just screaming? You know, it was, a, it was an amazing football game. If I was on the Balmory side, I would have been cheering the same way. It was just there were more seating on that other end. First down, Buena Vista takes the ball up the middle. Everybody knew these kids getting the ball. They, they, they stop him. Second down. They stop him. Third down, they stop him. Fourth down, there isn't a doubt in the house. Who is going to get that ball on fourth down? It's the star running back, Ethan Evans from Buena Vista. He takes the ball off the left end, makes a miraculous jump, just skates into the end zone, hits the ground. The place just blew up. And I'm just like, ah, you know, I can't believe it. And then the next day, I'm going to get the Midland paper, and, like, there's nothing. The Odessa paper, there's nothing. And I was like, man, that is a shame that nobody is around the campfire telling this story, and so few people got to see it. But to me, uh, lucky enough to have been there that night, that was one of the most beautiful football games I'd ever seen. That's awesome, man. That's a, yeah, I don't know. To, I, I wish I had – Wish I had an answer for you on to make the print product great again. That's what you would say, but I just I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, I, I just think our I just I guess I'm trying to say this generation is going to miss out. Oh, completely. They're going to miss out on that that campfire talk, and it's just going to be each small town telling stories. And, and when you tell small stories in your own small town, I got guys now that I know that. Uh, I know they didn't see the field that year, but they're like, I was the greatest thing that ever came around. You know what? Nobody can prove them wrong. <laughs> so, no. I mean. no. They embellished. The story's get embellished over the years, like Al Bundy quite a bit. <laughs> you know I mean? so. With his four touchdowns at Polk High. Yeah, yeah well, one, game, one game. Those those fish get bigger, don't they? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I, I love to talk that. I, I could do that all night. Oh, me too. Me too. So <clears> – <throat> So, Cal, let's talk about the Division I schools up there for a little bit. One, well, there's one rumor I would like to dispel right quick. 
I kept hearing that Lindman was chasing talent. However, Miami, they have eight or nine kids suited yeah. up this year, and he's going to be starting three or about three or four freshmen. Yeah, you, I haven't been. I haven't talked to him. You know, since I talked to him when he took over, but I haven't talked to him in the, since August. But uh, I don't. I don't. I, I hate to hear people say that about chasing wins. Um, I don't, I don't believe think, that for a second, though, because I mean I he's an outstanding he coach. When he took over at McLean, I, I think he made them better by the the system he ran. But I don't think he could also guess how good a couple of those guys are going to turn out to be, especially one number twenty. Right. I don't think he could have just guessed how good that guy was going to be. And yeah, to take a job at Miami, I mean that's a gamble. You're going to say Chase the wins. That's a gamble. They haven't won a game in three years. You know, really. Right. I think what you'll see, they're very young. Um, they, they've got a lot of lot in their middle school though, seventh and eighth grade. So he's got a chance, I think, now to go prove himself and build a program that like is and and take it over. And by the time, I mean, he's even got a chance to win district this year, and because it's kind of a weak district, I think by the time he's said and done, though, you'll you'll see him build something in the next four to five years at Miami. It's pretty special. I, I completely agree. And you know, if you really look at it, that's what he did at McLean. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, nobody knew. You, you no. can't forecast those kinds of athletes. Well, it's easy to say, you know, when they're juniors and sophomores, you say, oh, they're loaded, they're going to win state. You have to still, you got to still do it. You got to have a plan in place, a game plan. You got to have kids buy in, community buy in, injuries. Yeah. And like, everything has to, it's got to be that perfect storm. And he, and he was fortunate that, and then to be, do the coaching job, to lose, like, okay, yeah, they had Ben back, but you lost Chisholm, you lost Cater. Bradley Hannon, you lost four or five guys off that team the year before. They weren't even close to right. the team. No, it, it was a totally different team. And if anyone would have watched them at the first of the season when they played Ooh. Balmeray, I mean, it was rough. Right, exactly. You know. And then where they got to. Uh, they which, they improved so much from the first game I watched them play against Blum at the gridiron till when they – Played, played rank, that just that Rankin game. My gosh, yeah. I mean that was an incredible game. I will always remember that game. Yeah, I wish I'd have been in that game. I, I listened to you. I listened to you guys, but I, I <laughs> that's uh, another you know, thing I, we I, need to talk about is the UIL saying yes, you can go ahead and stream live now and broadcast that out to the internet. So I mean, we're going to keep on broadcasting because we feel like there's a special something that you can lend when you have your voice uh, talking about a game and, and, you know, going over the plays and bringing in different scores and things like that. And it's just not a camera going back and forth watching the game. Well, how do you feel oh. about that? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, the, I think this is a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. uh, unless, unless, you know, things in 2021 stay, you know, what it is now. Uh, but I, 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 why not at this point, if you're only going to allow 50%, which I can't wait to see what 50% looks like in a, in groom. or <laughs> happy. They don't have to do 50% in groom. I'm sure their stands are big enough to hold the whole town. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But in these small towns, I can't wait to see what 50% looks like, but no, why not at this point, give it, give everybody a chance and, Let's see how this goes. Uh, you guys do a wonderful job with carrying so many games on your websites, and, and they think that's great. But uh, it's going to give like a buddy of mine, Steve Forrest, the Canadian Sportsnet. He's going to be able to now not only, he'll be able to carry his game on radio or sorry on his uh, stream. He'll also have an extra uh, phone to be carrying the game 
you know, in, on TV, uh, or, or sorry, on, on a website or, or link, whatever you, you know where I'm going with this. Right. I can't talk. But I think it gives an opportunity and a platform for, for a new era of high school football here in Texas. Definitely. I know that everybody's been wanting this for a long time, and we had it on Thursday and Saturday games, but yeah. not on Friday yeah. games. And no one really took advantage of it on Thursdays and Saturdays. Agreed. I, I think it's just because they never knew the rule. You and I know the rule, but right. I don't think a lot of people understood the rule. You know, though, but you, you talk about the video, and it's going to be amazing, you know, and, and we talk radio and stuff like that, but what, what do you get when you're out there in radio? You know, you, you get the tradition of, like, going back years and years and years of where a kid would lay in bed listening to baseball games. A kid would lay in bed listening to football games. You, you bring that richness and that tradition. Sometimes in the background, you know, you hear that boom, boom. You hear that band. You, you hear those fans. You hear the eruption and the roar of the crowd, and, and that goes into play with it. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few games, um, like when Permian and, and Midland Lee and things like that, uh, those games are coming on Saturday mornings and things. It's fun to watch. It's okay. It's a little bland. Um, it it kind of very flat, I guess you could say. But there, there's something about you get the right guy on the radio, you get the right girl on the radio, and it is a whole different ball game. Your your heart's beating. You're you're sitting on the edge of your seat. You're in your pickup truck. You're looking down like, holy crap! I'm going 85 mile an hour. Let me slow this thing down a little bit. If any um, of you've ever heard Goonie, who does the Borden County Coyote broadcast, I, mean, I talk to, I about. Talk about get your heart pumping. You listen to Goonie for a little bit, and your heart will be racing. I mean, he makes me so anxious, and <laughs> I get on the edge of my seat, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? When you're listening to a good radio broadcast, you can see the colors. You you can see the kids. You you can see the fans. You know what's going on. It's all there. You can almost smell the grass off that field out there on that cold night. So if you're not live for a football game, I think I'd rather – sit there and hear it on the radio and and of course that's on the texas 1a fan where you get the best football in the state of texas <laughs> thank you for that boo boo that's very nice <laughs> yeah i think it's going to be a lot different this year i think that a lot of folks will still listen to the broadcast i know that uh in the nfhs uh, which is in the broadcasting thing for the uil is offering a lot of schools a deal where they <clears throat> they make a contract and they send them cameras and things and they'll follow the action, which I think is going to be great because normally when we're up in the press box and in some of these fields, it, it contains about a, maybe a foot by foot space. <laughs> or you just, you know, you know, this Kale, you've been there. You too, boo boo. Yeah. You know, you're in that tiny little space and you have to, share it with the film guy from both teams and you're getting hit when they're trying to get the camera. And I mean, it's just, it's a big mess uh, most of the time, but you know what? That kind of makes it fun. It, it gives you that great experience of the game. You know, you're going to be right next to this uh, kid from another town trying to get their game on film because if he doesn't, the coach is going to be very upset. <laughs> I agree. I, I just I think at this point they're they're looking out for the grand you know the sixty to seventy year old people that they're they're afraid of with the COVID concerns and then they feel like well here you know if they don't want to get sick here's a way for them to watch their grandson play. Right. And, I like that. You know, and th there's no answer. There's no right answer. This is what we keep saying. I think their UIL is just trying to do their best. Like they're not trying to take away radio. I don't think they're trying to take away uh, uh, 
streaming. I think they're just trying to help, uh, say, the, the older generation that aren't encouraged to go to the games just be able to be in, you know, be a part of it and watch. But I'm, I'm with Boo Boo, though. I mean, you watch a game on Fox Sports. If it's not the, the UIL championship games, you watch like a week one, you don't know half the teams that are, you know, down in the area. You're, you're kind of lost. And it's not the same feeling as us listening on the radio. Because the radio guy does know those players heart by heart than the, than the guy on Fox Sports Southwest who's just hoping to get the town right. Hope that, you know, at the time. And that's not a knock. It's just he doesn't know the team like the radio person does. Right. And some of the some of the things is, you know, we cover lots of different teams. So we do a lot of review and research pre-game where we'll go take the roster and we'll ask the coach, how do you say this kid's name phonetically? And we'll yes. write it down because we know it's important for that kid because we record our broadcast. So you can go back and listen. It's important for that kid and it's important for us to get that kid's name right. Oh, no doubt. You no, know, that's, that's the worst of being a, saying a town name or a kid. And that's happened to me. I mean, yeah, it's happened to me thousands of times. And, and it's embarrassing. And you you want to make sure, because you're not trying to disrespect the kid. No, and sometimes it just slips out. You know, especially the, the ones in basketball is what really get me, because you have to say it so quickly, especially if you're you're doing five kids on one team and basketball's really fast. You know, you have to know those teams. And I always give Michael McClure, one of our – main broadcasters a hard time because we chose to go down to do the region four basketball tournament and there's a girls team from Moulton who is always in that tournament and we have the hardest time with their names they are they're German names and they're extremely hard to say and I just feel so bad because I can't get it perfect and I know that they have people listening in you know when we get a name wrong you know kind of give us a little cut us a little slack because we try we do we do our research ahead but we just well wait till you spell one wrong oh and and it's a print and it can't go away and you can't change it oh i bet that is brutal that's brutal that goes into something there of trolls on the internet trolls and and newspaper trolls everywhere What's some of the more, what's a memorable troll if you run, run across one? You know, th- these are the people that say negative things. You can't do anything right. You can't write anything right. They, they know more than everybody. I mean, it, it, is there a memorable type troll that you have out there? No, not, you know, you always get, as a sports guy, you always get tested because you're supposed to know everything about everything. And I mean, I'm talking like hockey, oh <laughs> pro, my. Ball, pro ball. You're supposed to know, you're supposed to know the, the, Crim de quoi, or crim de quoi, how do you say it? You're supposed to know everything about everything. So yeah, you'd have emails that would come in. I don't want to, I don't want to call a certain people. I just, that's, that's not me, but uh, you would get some certain emails and you know, you did this wrong or you did this wrong or you said this or you, you know, like, what was it? Um, there's one guy, <laughs> he's a, he's a nut, but he likes, if I say one thing wrong on my podcast, like Texas Tech's going to face or, you know, Texas Tech's going to play uh, next week, next Saturday at 4 o'clock. Hey, it's 6 o'clock, not 4 o'clock. Get it right. I'm like, dude, I just, you know, calm down, man. I just, you know, I didn't even think about what I said there. Or you say a name wrong, Bobby, like you said. It's, oh, it's this. It's not that. So, yeah, there are a lot of trolls. I'll go ahead and call this dude out because he's my friend. His name is Christian Berryman. 
<laughs> he bugs me. He likes to he likes to make sure to know every time I make a mistake. And it's and I'm like, okay, man, I would just love for you to stay. Go sit one day with me <laughs> and see how many mistakes you make, bud. And it's a hard it's a hard thing, and you can prepare and prepare and prepare, and you just I mean, there's just gonna we're human. My gosh, we're human. human. I love it though because uh, in, in my little hometown, you know, we we do different things, and I got people here. And it's almost like they got a list, and they'll be like, you know, in the third quarter, uh, that boy's name was Reichman, you know, or, or this and that, and they say this, or the, or the score was wrong, or I gave the wrong mascot, you know, just little things like that, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, you're a grown person, and you were taking a dump in a mailbox one night when you were drunk, and, and you're going <laughs> to come over here, you're going to come over here and tell me that, I, I'm just looking, at, and I'm entertained by it, I love it, I, I love when they come to me, and I'm just looking at them, and I'm smiling, I'm like, man, I'm going to get that so right for you next time, you, it's going to be so right, I'm going to amaze you. But you know these are the same people. If you handed them a roster two minutes before you had to go live, oh. they're not going to do it. They're going to be full of the ums and the oohs and the oohs and the this and that. And, and that's why I, I love it so much. I love when people come up and give that, that talk and that advice because it makes me happy. Like, it elates me. I'm just like, all right, baby, I'm going to get you next time. So, like, <laughs> y'all keep them coming whenever y'all see us because I think we actually like that. No, I <laughs> I always laugh. That's my favorite part when I get even when I was at the Globe News and I get emails about what I did wrong or who I said or what I did this and I was just like, okay, man, you know, just I just laughed it off half the time. It was just funny because they get so upset, and I'm like, why are you? You know, it's like I'm it's just the, the, the anger that would come with some of it was, was hilarious. <laughs> they I'm take like, it. They take it very personally. Very. It's like being. You know, it's like why I used to ref when I was like 20, 21 in school. Oh man, I, used to ref. I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. I've never been talked to in my life like that. It wasn't worth it. You know, it would have been worth it if you were certain situations, but just being just berated. And it wasn't the coaches. It was the people in the stands. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm a human being, man. Like you said, you make mistakes. I would love for you to give you this whistle and right now and you go call this game and not make a mistake. You know, Bobby actually educated me on that. I, I, I was always one of those, come on, Rev, you know, this and that. But she was like, but would you realize there's a lot of people backing away from refing these days because – I think people need to understand, like I didn't understand that for a long time. That these, I'm glad I could help you, boo-boo. These are human beings. These are people that do make mistakes. They're not all knowing that you don't see everything going on on the field. And, and they're not, they may not be looking at the exact direction point player on the field that you're looking at. Anything human is fault flawed and people make mistakes and it, it's going to happen. And, and Bobby opened my eyes to that. I think that that needs to be the next thing that's talked about is uh, it's the guy, this isn't you writing your blog. This isn't you talking behind a mask. I think people get behind that fence and they think it's open season that the, these referees have, you know, lizard skin and they can take all that. But if you do make a bad call or if it has happened, I'm sure y'all feel just as bad as anybody else out there and oh, wish you could take it back. You do. They all do. I, I, I called back. I was 21 maybe and I was calling a varsity Guthrie against Sam Norwood. And that's how long ago this has been. Sam Norwood had football. And I called a kid I called a kid down, and he had actually spun out. And I didn't see it. I called him down, and they scored a touchdown. Guthrie did. Or Sam Norwood did. And they had the uh, inadvertent whistle on my part, man. Cost him a touchdown. I felt like the, the biggest piece of trash on the face of the earth. <laughs> you know, you just – and you can't take it back. You, so I've never yelled or – I've never gotten mad at a ref since. I've just, I've just been like, you know – it, it's going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen. Uh, NFL luckily has a fall safe. All these guys have fall safes down with video. 
Uh, yeah. Obviously, the NFL can't do that until the state title game. You know, I mean, it's easy for the NFL now because they're like, oh, well, we can just go to the replay and watch it. We can watch to see if his butt cheek hit the first white. You know, if his butt cheek hit the a, a first piece white of part chalk. Of <laughs> yes, yes, yes. One speck of chalk. <laughs> yes, one speck of chalk. I ref the fourth grade girls' kids eating basketball game. It's probably the worst day of my life. <laughs> but 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 the, there's not a higher. And, and Bobby, you, you're on the sideline with me a lot. I don't think there's a worse anxiety moment in my life, like where I want to leave more or feel like I need to get away, than the last minute and a half of a girls' playoff basketball. Game. Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. <laughs> Just get me out of the gym. Because yeah. we've got a call that's going to be right. We're all going to shoot free throws for the last 10 minutes of the game. Yes, <laughs> and and it might stretch out to 20 if you're real lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just get me out of here. Because the fans are just – they're gone. Their minds are gone at this point. Coaches are trying to stay cool. Refs are trying to do what they can. There's nothing – it's like COVID. You can't do anything right. It's no, that's right. Well, Cal, and you hit the nail on the head. I'll see you on the sidelines uh, this – season i hope for a while i hope it doesn't get canceled at some point i'm hoping and praying it doesn't um i think we all need a little football in our lives you know a little chance to let let go and and watch the sport that we all love and hopefully we can bring it to all the masses but what is your hope for this season for this football uh, season just you know i, I play we're gonna see we're gonna see covid we're gonna see hiccups Hopefully not long stretches. I just want to see. I just want to see some normal. I just want to see some kids play football. I want to see some kids. I don't want to see seniors lose their senior year. I want to see play. I don't. I know that we're not going to see the play we probably expect at some points. There's going to be a lot of injuries because uh, that's one thing people aren't talking about is a lot of these kids aren't going to be. A lot of them aren't going to be game ready. Right. Uh, at the end, you know, because it's such a weird schedule. I just want to see. I just want to see these kids get out play. That'd be the greatest thing for me. End of the day. If we make it 12 weeks, we don't. I'd like to at least, you know, getting out there, playing football every Friday night, seeing you, you know, just, just having fun. Hey, man, brother. That's what I'm screaming. I can't wait. And we don't have very long because, you know, scrimmages are coming up Friday. Oh, thank God. Thank goodness. And I'm so excited. I'm counting down the hours at this point. Um, but thank yeah. you so much for joining us, Kale. You are a, a – a great friend to have and um, I enjoy running into you on the sidelines and I can't wait to see you again sometime down yeah. the road. And boo boo. Very nice to meet you. Uh, uh, sound like a, a hoop, man. That's all I can really say. And I look forward to at, at a big fan. Thank you for having me on. I love what Texas one, eight does for one, eight football, even though you have Lehman Sanders doing stuff for you. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Getting, I had to take one at Lehman. So thank you guys for what you do for high school sports, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you, Kill. See you guys. Bobby, how about that? We, you know, we we kind of had a bit of a legend out here on the on the, uh, on the the field. Let's just call this the field of play tonight. Okay. Phil uh, Steed, storyteller, poet, author, writer, you know, what have you. Like, these are the guys that tell the story. They paint the picture of what we want to see. And it – and, you know, some of the discussion we had there really is sad that some of the generations won't get to see what we saw growing up. And, you know, his craft kind of going away, but now they're going into blogs. They're going into writing, you know, via the Internet. They're, they're and he does a great job with his Press Pat Sports website. So 
I think hundreds of people, much like myself, are going to go check out and see what press passports are right after this and uh, maybe read a few lines, see what's going on. Because we've already got this market cornered on the greatest sporting broadcast in the nation, and that's Texas 1A Fan. And if you ain't heard the name, look over your shoulder because we're coming on like a locomotive. Oh, yes. Well, definitely we are. But he's a he's a great guy. He's kind of a, he's emotional like you do about things. He feels and he cares about the kids, which is, you know, why we're all doing Texas 1A. We just really care about the kids and the teams and the coaches and the towns. 1A is kind of small and they don't always get the kind of coverage that, that they need. So Kale is a real big believer, even though he covers everything from 1A to college in every sport, he still takes time out to cover the 1As as well, you know, yeah, in a larger space. And so he's just a really good guy to coordinate with. And guys like that, you can feel it. You know, you can fake a smile. You can fake sadness. You can fake certain things in life. You cannot fake passion at any level. Mm -hmm. uh, a passionate man or a passionate woman in their craft, you will spot them, you will know them, you will feel them. And definitely a passionate guy, uh, loves his craft, loves what he does. And I enjoy meeting people like that. I love people that are able to follow their dreams and live their dreams and go out there and do that. I'm a little bit jealous sitting here right now at Mr. Kel Steed, but good on him, man. Wish him the best. And I'm, I'm looking forward to reading and, and seeing a lot of what uh, he's done and what, how this year is going to go. So give old Kel Steed a look, you know, uh, read some of that. Become a fan because he's definitely a fan of you. Definitely, he, he is. And so I was so glad to get him on here. It's always good to talk to Kale. I think it's your turn to give the quote of the podcast. Man, do I have a doozy of a quote today. And, uh, you know, women, I've uh, been noticing lately, have some of the grandest quotes out there. Probably heard it from a guy somewhere down the line. But <laughs> I'm just Boo -boo. kidding. Okay. No, there, there is a, a woman here. Her name is Erica Jung. And she had a phenomenal quote in here. And it's something that I think we need to hear today. And, and we try to kind of match these with, with what's going on in our sports world. And today's quote by Miss Erica Jong is, everyone has a talent, but what's rare is those who have the courage to follow that talent into the darkest of places. Oh, yeah, that'll hit you right in the gut. I like that one. That's really nice. I'm going to have to write that down. You need to shoot that to me, boo-boo. absolutely will. All right. So with that, it's about time to wrap up this episode seven of Back Roads of Texas 1A. And before you know it, we'll be coming at you in a broadcast. And but we'll still keep doing the podcast. We're going to have some pretty cool people on here soon. We are going to try to get some referees on here. There's a group <laughs> that comes out of Abilene. If I can get their contact information, I'm going to get them on here. I think that would be a really cool show to ask them about their perception of fans and what they go through every time and why they stick with it. I mean, I think those are important questions for people to, to hear. We're so glad that you joined us. So don't forget, go forward and do good.